It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to sparkle. Welcome, citizens of Sparkle Town. This is your deputy mayor speaking. Sparkle Town is a municipality that intersects and overlaps with the city of Berlin. It is ruled by the Contessa. Its citizens are anyone who is uh, groovy, awesome, woke, and fabulous. You heard the Contessa. In today's episode, what is today's episode? Antina. Oh, Antina Christ. That's going to be a good one. Oh, by the way, this is the return return episode or something like that. We'll cover that in a moment. I just have sometimes the feeling there's like a specific kind of drag you have to do to look beautiful. And I think this is this my way is also beautiful. Yes, we're finally back again again. It's been quite the um, roller coaster around here. We had some malicious code in the website. Yep. That took some time to figure out and get deleted and get sorted out and get Sparkle Town back online. This is what you happen happens when you have a WordPress installed, kids. Oh, let me know if anybody has one and has problems with it. I have a few tricks and tips. And let, let me just make this clear. It's not like anybody uh, targeted us specifically. This is all automated. And it's done by bots. So if you have a WordPress install, they'll try to break in, and sometimes they manage to. That part's <clears throat> all cleaned up. Yes. That's and then we had the fun of swapping the rooms. Queens yes. who have been in to visit with us and, sit and be sparkle talkers saw the big room being used as our interview location. That's now the bedroom, yeah. and the little room is the office. Right. Well, no need to go into that. But um, that took some time, too, getting that all that sorted took out and time. torn out. There was illness, and then somebody decided that they wanted to be a drag queen, and we're not going to get into that. <laughs> okay? We're not going to get into that at all. What we're going to get into is, who are we talking to today? We're talking to Antian and Christ, but before, 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 before. Okay. Congratulations, Gabby Tupper, crowned Miss CSD 2018. Yes, yeah. indeed. And uh, I don't want to say we predicted it, but um, we uh, definitely we pushed for it. We asked for it. Yes, we pushed for it. Now, today we're going to speak to Antina. Mm -hmm. Antina Christ, one of the original members of the House of Presents. Yes. A lovely, gorgeous, wonderful goth queen. Yes, their resident goth queen. And she's been regularly their DJ lately mm -hmm. um, and recently she got her certification she is a professional makeup artist an official actual makeup artist yes she's certified now and yes we are going to talk about that drag queen in the family because we did bring in Antina to come prepare our house drag queen for her performance debut Yes, that's so, true. Thank you, Antina, for that. Mm -hmm. And she did a great job. And she did uh, styling, too. Not, not just the makeup, but also yeah, styling. Yeah, she did wigs for you yes. as well. So, with that out of the way... We're back, we're back, we're yes. back. <laughs> and we'll try to keep to a more regular schedule now that we have the setup in the, as uh, noted, new room. We had to uh, move uh, the office, which includes this recording equipment, from one room to another for tax reasons and that's not a joke that is actually true yeah so now that's done now things are set up now it will be a lot easier for us to uh do the shows and then we'll do some more interviews and we'll try to uh be a bit more regular with this and we apologize to all of the 
27 people who cared if it's even that much we we, uh, we haven't really promoted the show all that heavily uh, but we will but thank you for everyone who's been asking what happened where are you are you okay is everything coming back yeah we miss you mm-hmm. yes We've we do appreciate that yes we, we really have, have missed you listeners uh, in as much as we don't really uh, hear you anyway it's it's, it's always that difficulty of when you're in a medium that doesn't uh, provide an immediate response, it's not like the audience can cheer or do something. But yeah, maybe one day when we go live. Oh yeah, yeah, we should have a live show somewhere someday. That would be awesome. But that's not for someday. today. Someday. This is a uh, pre-recorded interview with Antina Christ. Do you remember when it's from? I don't remember the date. Well, what do you think? What's what's your guess? August. September. August, September. Maybe that old. So a lot has happened with Antina since then, but she still had a lot of interesting things to say. We're going to let you listen to them now, and then we'll wrap up at the end. Or do you have anything more to say before we start? No, I don't. All right. We'll wrap up at the end. Here's Antina Christ. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Antina Christ. (laughs) Where are you from, Antina? I am from South Germany, a little city called Weil am Rhein. I moved when I was a teenager to Freiburg in Breisgau, that's just close by, and two years ago I moved to Berlin. Ooh, love, love Berlin. I love the city, yeah. Is it because it's a city? I don't know, like the first time I've been here I was in the seventh grade and I just fall in love in the city immediately and I always went back to the city for uh, holidays and I don't I can't really tell what is about Berlin it's like few points few uh, views of the city that just fascinating me it's very artistic it's very there's so much culture so much stuff going on that's so fascinating and you have a big music culture here in every direction every artist who is touring when this artist is in Germany goes always to Berlin and that's amazing thing how did you start doing drag Um, I can't really tell like to do it like every week Uh, what was your first performance when when was that my first performance is one year ago or like one year and two months Uh I think that was the first time I was performing and before I started drag half a year ago, like one and a half year ago, to do it like, well, I wouldn't say professional, this sounds so uh, so specific, it just that I really do feeling my female fantasy in my way. Mm-hmm. And before I always did drag like once a year or something for a special party or like an event where it's supposed to be, you have to be in drag or something but never like constantly like I doing now. And I have to say, I, in my early teenage times, I uh, was really fascinated by punk and goth scene. And that means I was always one of those gothy club kids who was like over the top of the styling. So I kind of like did drag even I didn't know it. I was always like this weird like mohawk person with corset and white face with a weird eye makeup so yeah. doing drag before you knew the term <laughs> <laughs> no i knew the term the funny <laughs> thing is that i was like always fascinated by the music and by them by the, by the lifestyle but i um it's hard to explain like 
I always had the feeling I can't do drag because to do drag is wrong. Because drag is something filthy, something uh, for pervert people. Like, I always admire drag queens and I always love them, but I can't do it by myself because I had a relationship. He was really into this norm thing, like to be normal, to look normal, which is kind of awkward because he hit on me when I was like, cough, 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 cough. So I was like... (laughs) What's the point, do you think? <laughs> Why? But anyway, I mean, he's my ex, so it's past. <laughs> but I realized after I broke up with him, I realized that I always loved the whole point of drag and the whole fantasy, the, the artistic way of drag and to, to send a message through it, especially about gender bending and feminism. feminism. But I always try... Even I was like an ex- uh, exotic person in my lifestyle that I always tried to satisfy him in a way that I'm mm-hmm. not too girlish because that was the point he has a problem with that I could be maybe a trans woman or that I that people could like think oh they are like pervert yeah oh wow <laughs> that's awkward right uh, I mean yeah <laughs> the thing is like in my goth style I always try to look too male as possible but still non-binary in a way so it was really i don't know it's like if i wouldn't have him i I would move earlier to berlin i would go through because here it doesn't matter like the thing is like even in the small in a in a city like freiburg it was always so like even you were dressed up it was always in a way important that you don't look girlish so they could say like okay, he's goth, like, this is a thing, right? But don't go for drag. It's, like, it's something filthy, something weird. So drag weird. had a bad connotation to it, a, a bad meaning behind it when you were younger. Yeah, because the people didn't know the whole drag culture where I'm come from. You just know Olivia Jones, that she's doing something political in a way, and she has a bar. But people always looked at drag queens in, in Germany that it's has something like you know they think about like prostitution they think about something yeah filthy in a way yes there is prostitution in the in the drag community in the queer community in the straight community and there was also for a period at least there was always drugs in the jazz community and the rock community and next door i'm surprised that coming from oh, drag is so horrible and perverted that you're able to embrace it the way you do. The thing is, like, um, people always told me that I am wrong in my in my personality. Even if I'm not, like, super goth, I, was, I'm, I always was fascinated by subcultures and, and styles and fashion and about the history, about books about it, about feminism. So I always was one of the people, even if I didn't wear black, I was wearing something specific because I like it for myself. And people always judged me for that because it's too feminine because i am a man so i should dress up like this and this goes all through anything else even in the gay scene in where i've come from i mean it's changed now the last years i have to say but like just when i was fresh in the scene like in the gay scene then uh you were like out just I walked in and I was already like considered as freak because I wear makeup and I have long black hair. So it was already like done and I was like the freak. 
And I remember that people talked about uh, behind my back when I come together with my ex-boyfriend because he was like a super stereotype of like gay man in in sense of straight acting. Not that he ever straight acted. He is like that, and it's okay. It's totally fine if you really That's like that style. Yeah, but he he's not. He he was never like like flamboyant or everything. He was just like a boy, you know. Mm -hmm. And everyone and he looks kind of twinkish. So everyone was like wanted to have sex with him. So they didn't understand why he's together with me, and we were like together for eight years. But in the beginning, the people talked behind our back like what he wants from this freak from uh. this punk from this graveyard bitch <laughs> let me take that and go a next step now because um graveyard bitch i believe has been used as a tag by you on instagram not too long ago <laughs> because your current look is witchy yeah and graveyardy <laughs> and Deathy. <laughs> Deathy. Uh. What made you choose that? The thing is, like, because I'm from the goth scene or like the dark alternative scene, however you want to call it, um, because I have my roots there and I still love. I'm. I'm I love the music. Uh, I love everything behind it, and I wanted to bring this in my drag character because I think it's a representation of the goth girls, of the alt girls, of the hippie girls, of the punk girls because they're also beautiful women and I don't want to be shady against other queens. I just have sometimes the feeling there's like a specific kind of drag you have to do to look beautiful. and. I think this is this my way is also beautiful and this because like you imitate a woman or a girl and there are so different way ways of being a woman or being a non-binary person or being a flamboyant boy or being like an historical icon like from I don't know from vampire Morticia from from uh Oh my god, no I'm stuck. <laughs> Nina Hagen, I love Nina Hagen, I love Susie and the Bungees. Like they're all they're all there and it's sometimes weird to me that it doesn't really give give uh, um the whole spectrum what is there, what is there of kind of woman. And all those women have also include that they are feministic, that they said something and they empowered something what was like a bit scared of the straight white man and this is even what i'm embracing is that yeah. the reason why you are continuing to put the categories in when you're posting um why you are embracing the dark side of of the the, the naming and the styles rather than just saying a drag queen i don't know like i i, I don't want to categorize myself I just want, like, if people don't get it or don't understand it, I just want to add where it's called. The hashtags I just used that people who like that stuff see that stuff. <laughs> I actually hate that, but I mean, like, if you don't use hashtags, nobody see, see it. So hashtags it's like. Hashtags are hard. I, <laughs> How did you start doing drag in Berlin? Um, first I went to just the public viewing for um, RuPaul's Drag Race that we all know from Pansy. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, I remember I went to the club in Neukölln for the second time 
and it didn't work. Like the um, projection didn't work. Technical and difficulties. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, yeah, in five minutes it starts. In five minutes it starts. And we were like waiting and waiting. And the funny thing is I had there actually a date. And the guy just didn't show up. So I was like alone. And I saw someone. And he saw me. And this guy was like, hi, I think we know us from three weeks ago from a party. And I was like, ah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. who are you <laughs> I, no 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 I remembered him and I was like it was a hookup <laughs> yeah I, but he's a nice person I really like him but uh, I was, it was just confusing and next to him was a guy that I should have a date one week before but he just cancelled it one week, one hour ago and I was there was a moment the funny thing is in this moment it was like the moment in my life where I just was like I'm so done with dating apps I'm so done with like try to even just find to find an affair like a like an um, fuck body like mm -hmm. even this I was just like Oh, it's just not working. I just stop having sex. I don't care. I'm gonna be a monk. I don't know. <laughs> and then we then we went together to Montserrat's, and for the first time, I saw Pansy, and he looked like a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, "Wow, he's so fun. She's so funny. She's like in this moment, it was like a baby. Is it she or he? I don't know." <laughs> But it was so funny. I was so fascinated, not for RuPaul's Drag Race. I was fascinated by the queens because they were so, there was such a, a so different spectrum of kind of what they do. And it was really like, wow, I really like that. I have to come here more often just to see the drag. I wasn't like even like, I have to be a queen. I just, I, at this point of my life, I did makeup for myself. And, uh, but just for like, techno or goth parties in Berlin because you can just look how you want here so nobody cares but it was still in my non-binary way it wasn't like drag or breasts or like huge makeup just like in my way and then uh, I started to go there more often and met people and I was more like every week I went more into drag at some point I did myself pats and then at some point um, uh, she has Lex asked me like hey I really like your style and you're pretty and um, can we be a part of my show because we're gonna do this Kate Bush tribute thing I didn't know if, I don't know if you I've there. heard about it I was I did not I was it's not here a long for time that. ago yeah, yeah. and and um, I was like yeah why not and then I was in her show a part of her show of her dancers and it was really fun and exciting first time on the stage and um, also, Absintia asked, said to me, like, you have to go on stage, you have to, to do your shows, ask Pansy, and then I asked him, and in, in this year I went for the first time on the stage, I believe in September, yeah, and people liked it, and then I continued. <laughs> oh, we do like it. <laughs> and here's another question. Let's go back and forth here on, on yep. subjects, because I have noticed that your music is not necessarily Beyonce or Britney or Madonna. Yeah. Um, and you had a comment not too long ago when we were just chattering, pop music isn't really your thing. That's true. Where are you finding the music? for your performances. 
as I said, from the from mostly from alternative music. I also the thing is like I also like some pop pop culture music, but always in the context that I like the artist or I have like a connection with the song from the past or. There's like the, the specific song I say this, like, just for example, I like the old stuff of Madonna, like the really old stuff. Or I like, like few songs of Lady Gaga, where she started to do a kind of like darker way of pop music. I really liked it, but more in the artistic way, just for an example. And I really like to, to mix it up, like to, to use an alternative music kind of song or like an 80s wave song and maybe combine it combining with it um, with a with a pop song with with a little spoken word part and that the people like i i realized like that the um, the gay scene or the i would say call it the queer scene more in in berlin they are open but i think it's maybe nice to like combine it that it's more catchy for them but the cool thing is i always have it doesn't matter which performance i do i always have someone who goes to me or two people or three it depends and say i love Susie. Oh, I, I love Lebanon Hanover and it's so amazing that you perform to this and it's like or that they explain exactly what I want my message what I send it and maybe the other people just gagging but they don't understand but few people just a few people understand it and this is really nice. So you're reaching one or two every time. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. That's great. So I don't I don't want to be like this person like mm, I hate pop music but it's just <laughs> it's it's just like I see the value of it and I uh, accept it definitely but I want to show people there's also other kind of music and other kind of strong woman that um, yeah let's hold while the siren goes by now I do know that you are aware of at least some Madonna because we were at Madonna Mania mm -hmm. and I saw the show yeah and I loved the piece that you did with Christina Corpse and psoriasis. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dark? Yeah. It was dark. <laughs> it was dark, but I love the message of it. I think it's one of the best performances I ever did, I think, because it was so... It was just, I fit so comfortable with my sisters or with my sister and my lover. <laughs> and yeah, it was so powerful. I enjoyed it, everything about it. And it was easy. It was just easy. And we all had like the same idea. We, we bring the same amount of ideas through it. And it was really, really amazing. Like the main idea to use this speech of Madonna was from psoriasis. But everything else, we were really like we, we connected very good in it, and we all see us as like, like the the witchy part of of the house of presence, or not the witchy part. Like we are all completely alternative queens, definitely. And this music makes it so amazing. And we had like, we had like this big message of feminism in it, because we all are like. Yeah, we like Madonna from the old times, but like nowadays, hmm, there are so many question marks in what she's saying and what she's doing, I think. And I think in this speech was 
I think I really have to credit her for this amazing. It's it's just very inspiring, and it was easy to understand. I hope the people get the message. I hope so. <laughs> Now, when it comes to putting on a show, are you your own manager? Do you have someone who does your bookings for you? No, I do everything. No, I do everything by myself. How do we contact you if we want to book? Antina, <laughs> you write me uh, on Facebook. <laughs> Antina Christ, I have an account for her. <laughs> Yay! What kinds of shows and, and booking things? Do, is there anything that you don't want to do? Um, the other thing is like what many people misunderstanding in 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 general in drag is that they think that drag queens are there for entertaining. Um, I have no problem to do shots. I sometimes do that to give people shots or say hello at the door or like get the money, the coins for a party. I do this uh, when I like the party, if I stand behind the whole um, concept of it. So it's fine. That can be basically anything. But the thing is, um, I'm not there for entertaining. In the first place, I'm an artist. That means if there's something I feel uncomfortable with or I even don't, like, I have to do something sexual or something, I'm in a monogamic relationship. <laughs> so, like... Okay, people, well, this is not how to contact Antina for sex. This is not what we're doing here. This is booking for a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, because because, like... People want to ask you sometimes for like sexual stuff that happens, and then I'm like, no, no, sorry, <laughs> no. But I mean, in the first place, I'm an artist, so that means I bring art on stage in the first place, and not to entertain. That's the thing. Um, and people think that you are there for entertaining, and like you have to be happy all the time, and you have to talk with everyone. And I would say, no, I don't have to talk with you. Bye. This is what I'm saying, because like. How dare you? If you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. But if you're not nice to me, you can fuck off. In doing drag, what have you learned about yourself? I um, learned a lot about my fears and my anxiety, how to manage them. Um, I learned a lot about my body limits and about my um, how I um, interact with people. And um, it's a very nice way to um, bring out stuff from my past because a lot of my performance are based on my past, what's happened to me actually, um, or what is in my mind. And this is a really great gift and I can't imagine a life without drag anymore. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> I want to thank you, number one, for being here today. Thank you so much, Antina. Yeah. Uh, and also Thanks for having me. <laughs> for putting on the makeup, the wig, the clothes, the heels, and dancing around on that stage. Thank you. And that was Antina Christ. I love it that she is one of the, honestly, one of the leaders in, in, in Berlin Queen scene that I've been speaking to who is absolutely willing to say, you know what, this is me. This is who I am. And I want to see us all supporting for when it's you, when, when you're being who you are. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of uh, 
drag is about that is about finding out who you are and uh, what you are and uh um, but Antina has one of the things I love about Antina is she has very clearly found her own style, but that is still like very precise and very uh, consistent, and you and very quickly actually, and you don't see that a lot uh, generally. I think that there are, there are a few queens out there who who find their own style. It usually takes a while, but I think Antina, as long as we've known her, has pretty much been Antina. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love her for it. Absolutely. Thank you for sitting with us, Andina. Oh, and by the way, people, uh, yes, she's a makeup artist. She is a hairstylist. Call her. Yeah. Are you going to tell her, tell tell her, tell them, tell them, the listeners, where you can call her or contact her? I thought her? we did that on her interview. Maybe we didn't. It's in Antina Christ on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah, because it's not like we listen to the interviews or anything. <laughs> We record them and go on the fly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all improvised. It's all free form, but that's the way we like it. So, yeah, I think that's that's it for this episode. And do you want to tease next week's episode or next episode? The next episode is a Berlin drag queen who has made it as a YouTube star. There you go. That's Any for guesses? next time. Uh, yeah, Eddie guesses. No, oh. you're wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Next See, that week. ruined it. I laughed too hard. No, no, that's, that was funny. That was funny. I'll, I'll keep it because you actually backed away from the microphone. So it, I don't think it, it doesn't look like you peaked. No, no you didn't. Okay. So it should be fine. Right. Uh, or actually, I think most guesses would be right on that one. It's just funny to, to, to say, no, you're wrong. Or like when you, because if you get it right, it's like if you're on TV and you say, I see you, Kevin. Um, for most people, it isn't going to work out. But like, if there's a Kevin there, and especially if he's high, he's going to really freak out. So it's, it's kind of the same effect I was going for this time. Wow. Heavy man. Yeah. Sparkle. Sparkle. You are now departing Sparkle Town. Be careful. It's a scary world out there. And uh, come back soon. We are on Facebook, predictably, with uh, Sparkletown Podcast. Just do a search for Sparkletown. I don't think you'll find anybody else. And on uh, Instagram, we're at Sparkletown Podcast. So if you want to make a comment or uh, want to uh, ask for any specific queen to be interviewed or anything like that, or if you want to send us huge amounts of money, find us there. It's over. Go away.